You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji with you on the Bet 1430 in Denver, 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago, 93.1 FM HD3 in Los Angeles, Odyssey app, Odyssey Sports YouTube page. We are a day away from the start of the U.S. Open, Ranj. So let's bring in our friend Teddy Greenstein, senior editor for PointsBet. You can follow him on Twitter at Teddy Greenstein. You can see, uh, check out at PointsBet all the great content that he's been putting out uh, throughout the week, uh, getting you all set for the U.S. Open. Teddy, uh, do you have all the bets in, or are you going to be someone still looking for stuff like like I am, uh, like I will be late tonight? Joe, I have this massive list. Uh, of I think I've got 15 on my list now. Like I've added Dylan Meyer, the Illinois alum, as a top 40 at plus 600. I certainly have Sergio Garcia to miss the cut at plus 130. I'm hearing about this Taylor Pendrith as the low Canadian. So, you know, I'm right now in a state where uh, points bet is not legal. So uh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to reveal this, but, you know, I might have to uh, reach out, phone a friend here at some point. <laughs> that's I'm in the exact same spot. I'm in uh I'm in Missouri and nothing is legal here. So except for open beverage containers, that's totally fine. Um every, every, everything else is not though, uh for for whatever reason. So I mean, how do you when you approach this event, do you approach it any differently than you do some of the others throughout the year? Ranger, I would say what's different about this is we have so many more offerings. Um, and part of those offerings, honestly, are created by me. <laughs> like last week, I carved out uh, a half a day, and I said, all right, let me try to think of some cool novelty props. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know if you know, when you're going to have access to, uh, to check out points back because you don't, you, know, you don't need to be in a legal state just to check out the offerings. But we have, you know, Phil Mickelson um, to hold a bunker shot. We have uh, Phil Mickelson to break 70 in any round. That's at minus 175. The bunker shot prop is plus 600. Uh, we have Xander to beat Phil at minus 400, or Phil to beat Xander boosted to plus 340. So you've got so many more options uh, during these majors. Our guys recently posted 72-hole um, winning score, and the over-under there is uh, 279.5. So essentially, will it be... Uh, four under, you know, over or under. So I, I would just say I look at the majors and I say, all right, sure, you can bet your outrights and your top tens, but you can do that every week. You can't do some of this uh, this other fun stuff like you can um, with all these uh, different markets. Uh, Teddy, it makes sense that John Rahm's the favorite 
but to be by himself. And if we look at the points bet, and this is pretty much the market, Rom is 10 to 1. Then we drop down to 16 to 1 with Bryson, DJ, and then uh, Brooks coming in at 18 to 1. It, it makes sense that Rom, I would love to bet on Rom. I've bet on Rom at a number of majors, but uh, I can't bet on him at 10 to 1. How do you feel? So here's my move with John Rom. Um, we have a hidden double up booster. People have to watch the range, and you can get him, instead of at plus 105 for a top 10, you can get him at plus 210 for a top 10. So that's pretty amazing um, right there. And, and there are other ways. But you can bet John Rahm as the low continental European player um, and, and do it that way. And let me see what the latest is, minus 110. So pretty much even money. And who does he have to beat? He has to beat the likes of Victor Hovland, Sergio Garcia, Bernd Wiesberger, Francesco Molinari, or you can look at heads up. You, you, you can look at, you know, the, the tournament head to heads. So I think John Rahm is going to have a great tournament. Um, the things right now, as you know, uh, Joe and golf, they're just so spread out. I mean, there's you know, 30 or 40 guys can win this event. You can make a case mm-hmm. for, uh, my guy is Justin Rose. He's 60 to one. So if you think John Rahm is going to play well, you don't have to take him to win the thing. You can take him as, you know, a top 10, um, with that special deal, or you can look through our site and find a lot of different ways, or you can points bet him. Like John Rahm, his under points betting figure in terms of finishing position is 23rd. So that means if you bet a dollar and he finishes 20th, you get three times your stake. So go through the site and, and, and get creative this week. Teddy, so let's look at the outright winners here. How how do you approach that, and and how many different names do you uh, make a play on? Typically, you know, when when you're when you're trying to do something here, when you're trying to put together a ticket, how many different guys do you go for when it comes to the outrights? It's it's a great question because I can definitely reveal this from having spoken to our traders. They feel like a lot of the smart bettors do put outright money, do put money on a lot of different outrights because there's a smaller house advantage there compared to other bets. So you will find some savvy golf bettors who will pick six or seven players and hope that, you know, one of them wins the tournament. That's not really how I do it. I think Justin Rose is, is going to be my only outright. I owe, whoever I pick on the range, whoever I pick when I'm doing golf channel and all that, you got to bet him every week. I mean, you got to believe in yourself, right? Uh, put your money where your mouth is. But um, I think Justin Rose will be my only pick to win. But I'm looking at like things like Martin Laird, plus 125 is the top Scottish guy. Um, this one I also like, Bryson DeChambeau or Colin Morikawa to win at plus 900. I think both those guys have a good chance, and then you double up and still get, you know, 9 to 1, pretty sweet. Yeah, Rose at 60 to 1 makes a lot of sense. His form is on. We've got a couple top 10s and 11 over the last couple of months. And uh, U.S. Open, he's won one before. We know how these tracks play uh, year after year. Uh, if you're looking for the profile of a golfer to win at Torrey Pines, what is it? Because any golf show, they're taught the first thing they say, you got to have a bomber. You got to have a bomber. And as you know, okay, it's nice to have a bomber, but you need to be accurate. And sometimes if you get, like you just mentioned Morikawa, those great second shot shot golfers, like that can be just as important in certain courses. Do you think you have to have a bomber this week? I mean, I do think it helps to have a bomber. And and Joe, this is where the U.S. Open has changed so much from our youth when we were young. You know, when we were young, 
the U.S. Open champion was some nerdy guy who hit a 265 yards straight down the middle and, you know, hit a five iron to 12, to, to 12 feet and either made par or made birdie. And it really has changed in terms of, you know, the courses now, I think the rough is not as high. Um, there's been so many alternate courses that they've gone to in the U.S. Open, you know, places obviously like Aaron Hills um, where, you know, the winning score was 16 under and you had a bomber like Brooks Kepka. So I think U.S. Open courses have trended towards the guys who can hit it 310, 320, 330 and are hitting, you know, a nine iron or wedge from the rough rather than a seven iron from the fairway. So the point of the U.S. Open is it, you can't really, you know, you can't have an overwhelming fall. You got to do everything well. Uh, this week, you obviously have to putt it beautifully. You have to have good bunker play, and you have to drive it long, probably over some of these uh, dogleg bunkers. So the last time it was played at Torrey Pines was 2008, correct? So I got that year right. Um, what is there anything different, substantially different about it now as opposed to then? I'd say no, and obviously, uh, you know, Tiger triumph there, um, pretty memorable playoff there over Rocco Mediate. No, I mean, you know, this is a course where, you know, sometimes with U.S. Opens, you know, you had the Chambers Bay and Aaron Hills, as mentioned, and sometimes there's some mystery involved. And how's it going to play? And what's the wind going to do? And what are going to be the tough holes? Like, that's not the case here. There's the Farmers Insurance Open every January. Um, and, yeah, as you mentioned, there was a U.S. Open here in 08. So there's not going to be a ton of mystery. I think people feel like the winning score is going to be between three under and seven under. Um, the weather is consistent. <laughs> you know, there's fog in the morning, and then by about two o'clock, beautiful sunshine. So I just don't think there'll be a lot of uh, you know a, a lot of mystery involved in, in how the course plays this week. Uh, you mentioned that there are a bunch of different bets that that you like. You're making 15 of them. One is Rose in the outright market. What are some other bets you like? I mean, the Teddy name a bet. You know, you, you, again, you got to bet your own name a bet, right? Um, so that one is Phil to beat Xander. Uh, over the length of the tournament, and that's been boosted from plus 300 to plus 340. It's not like I would bet my uh, my daughter's you know next tuition check on Phil to, to bet <laughs> Xander, and Xander's a, a young man. But I think, look, Phil, for as poorly as he do, has done at Torrey Pines since the Reese Jones redesign, look, he was in obviously unbelievable form a month ago at Kiowa, and I believe he's extremely confident. He's out here practicing, you know, last week, and it's just determined to give it, I think, one more shot to win a U.S. Open. So at plus 340, I think you do that. Paul Casey is a top 10, plus 380. Um, Jason Kokrak, I think you've got to bet some Jason Kokrak this week. If you really believe in him, you know, top five. If you somewhat believe in him, uh, you know, more like a top 20. Tony Finau is a top 10 machine. He's plus 205 and certainly Justin Rose uh, on the points betting scale, under 42 for a better finish. How did you uh, come to this being your, you know, your featured wager? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This particular one. Uh, I just, I just, well, he, he's got a very good track record at the course. He, he's pretty reliable for top 20s when, when, they're, when the guys are here in January. Won the U.S. Open at Marion. 
um, and you know opened with what 65 or 66 at the Masters um, and so I think he got sort of back on the radar everyone sort of thought he was you know a bit washed up um, but he was solid at Kiowa like he snuck in a, a really good final round at Kiowa and ended up I think tied for eight at the PGA so um, combination of a good overall player without any glaring weaknesses and instead of getting you know 20 to one on a guy like Rory you're getting 60 to one uh, Teddy, uh, last thing we have for you, as someone that's spent so many years covering golf, writing uh, about the sport, if if you were covering the U.S. Open this week and you were writing about it, which story would you be hoping for? That's a great question. Um, I mean, the Brooks Bryson stuff, it's kind of getting annoying and kind of playing out now. Like, <laughs> when Brooks starts involving his sponsor with, you know, Michelob Ultra or Michelob Light or whatever the hell that is. And, you know, I thought that was uh, that was a little excessive. Like, you don't want to be encouraging um, folks in the crowd to be heckling. Like, I, I, I'm not a fan of that. There is, like, something of a gentlemanly sense of this game. But um, I think you do have to pay attention to Brooks and Bryson because, look, it's possible that Bryson is going to flame out this week because I don't think he likes this drama. I think Brooks really does shrug it off. But Bryson, he's dealing with so many questions about, hey, is it true that the USGA asked you to be paired with Brooks and you declined? And, and how will the fans see him here? So I think that is some drama. Um, and then, hey, John Rahm, I mean, as we know, like last we saw him, he was at the absolute top of his game at the Memorial he was going to win that event and, uh, you know, came down with COVID. So it's fascinating that John Rahm is the dominant favorite here, even though he's never won a major and he couldn't even come out and practice until today. I thought for sure you were going to be like, no doubt it's Phil. Phil winning. Oh, yeah, him too. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and your friends over at Points Bet would not be very happy if that happened. I, I'd imagine that he's getting bet more yeah. than anyone. Uh, you're exactly right. Like the, the liabilities, the fresh liabilities came out this morning and it's like Robbie Shelton and, you know, a, a couple of obscure guys. But absolutely. <laughs> Phil is taking a lot of action. But I tell you what, if he was taking that much action, we'd be adjusting his number. And let mm-hmm. me see uh, the latest here. You know, Phil is, he's still 80 to one. So oh, look, I think we're taking, our guys are comfortable with people betting on Phil as the outright winner, or else we would have adjusted that back down to 60. All right. Yeah. Good information there. Teddy Greenstein at Teddy Greenstein on Twitter, senior editor for points bet. Best of luck with all your uh, U S open wagers, Teddy. You too, fellas. Have a great one. Thank you. Teddy Greenstein. Um, man, this is going to be fun. I want to see Kepka Bryson. That's what everyone's hoping for. They're paired up some point in the weekend, but I'm not, I'm not positive that Bryson's going to make it. I have a lot of faith in Kepka. It feels like you're getting so much value. Roger, here's Kepka's history at us opens. And traditionally every golf fan knows this, how tough these courses are. Um, his last three us opens two, one and a one. I mean, mm-hmm. it's impeccable, impeccable. Yeah. And he's, and he's not the favorite. The runaway right. favorite is John Rom because people are waiting for that big moment. They're waiting for that Rom major and his form is dead on. And he went into to protocol when uh, he was leading his last tournament. He looked great. So that's uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And the reason, even though these are at different courses, a lot, the USGA sets these up 
in similar manners. So um, guys that are usually pretty successful at U.S. Opens, you want to watch out for. Um, I just mentioned Kepka, DJ. I mean, yeah, he's a great golfer, so he's going to be great at U.S. Opens. Xander Shoffley, his his four U.S. Opens, a five, a three, a six, and a five. <laughs> the guy that can never win a tournament, Tony Finau, has also popped at U.S. Opens with a couple of top tens. So I know he's been bet down as well. I think earlier in the week he was around forty to one. Now he's, he's all twenty eight. Yeah. yeah, twenty eight in some spots. Uh, no thanks. I, I'm not going to bet on him to finally win something at, at a major. Uh, Brooks at eighteen to one, and and don't you even take a look at Rory at, at twenty to one? That seems like a yeah. pretty good number for him. He's got a recent win, um, his last two U.S. Opens, an eight and a nine. So I can't argue against it. Probably not a bet that I'll be making. But uh, at the start of the conversation with Teddy, you mentioned there's so many great golfers. He's right. From week to week, any of 40, 50 guys can win. That's that's and, just how the game has changed recently. And I'm going to disagree with him. I am going to put my uh, daughter's future education money on his bet. On his, on, uh, on his golf bet? Yeah, on his nice uh, payout. Bill to finish ahead of Xander. Yeah. I mean, Phil at plus 340. Great history at Torrey Pines. I don't mind I it. I don't have a daughter, Joe, but uh, I'm more than willing to risk her future. <laughs> okay. You should. Uh, we'll talk NBA playoffs with Brian Scalabrini, Odyssey NBA insider. Get his thoughts on what went down last night. And Kawhi not playing tonight. That coming up on the BetQL Network.